But if you want lasting change, if you want freedom, if you want opportunity, if you want more possibility in your life, if you want more luck, by the way, there's no luck, there's only courage. <laughs> You've gotta get out of your head and into action. You've gotta open new doors despite your doubt. And it's this choice that actually changes everything. This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to episode 117 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Advocare, a wellness company on a mission to support your health needs with high vibe resources and products. And we have a code, baby. Use Yes And 15. That's Yes And 15. Every time you shop to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back or welcome to the show. I am so damn glad <laughs> you are here. Welcome back. Welcome to, you know, we, um, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk today about the fences we are tethered to. We are going to talk about the limiting be beliefs that can sometimes get so loud that we can't even think straight. You know, we explored uh, last month in our House of And monthly mentorship, uh, this conversation about limiting beliefs. And it was big and it was juicy and it was important and it was powerful. If you want to watch that replay, if you want to join us and have these conversations, my goodness, head on over to the show notes, learn about our monthly mentorship. It is live coaching with me every single month. And we talk about these ideas and so much more, but sometimes our limiting beliefs can get so damn loud that we can't hear anything else. And we get lost in the noise. We get rattled by the ruckus in our brain. And not a lot of people know that I experienced this all the time. And it really began for me. Like I remember signing up for those improv classes at Second City, you know, my, my lens through which I see the world and my background is in the improv theater, but it's really the rose colored glasses through which I view the world, right? The improv mindset is really the filter I use to make decisions, to pick myself up, to get myself out of any box that I feel like I'm in and on and on it goes, right? So I first experienced improv well over a decade ago and I signed up for these improv classes at Second City in Chicago. And what a lot of people don't know is that A, yes, I too have many limiting beliefs and having an awareness around them helps me break the chain, right? Break the hold they have on me. But a lot of people don't know that the very first time I signed up for those improv classes at Second City, I never even went. <laughs> I paid the fee, the full fee, the non-refundable fee for the entire semester. It's non-refundable because it's Second City. Second City is not going to give you their money back, right? So I paid the fee, that full fee, that non-refundable fee. I walked all the way to the training facility from my, my apartment in Lincoln Park. I walked into the building, up the stairs, down the hallway, proudly stood in front of that classroom door. And I never... I never even went in. And I remember lying, literally lying when people asked me if I was lost. Uh, they were like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Can we help you? Are you in the wrong place? You know, can we point you to the right classroom? And I don't know. I lied. I was like, oh, my bad. Wrong day. 
where's the Starbucks? Whoops. I'm, you know, I'm in the wrong place. I don't know what I said. I was so afraid and my limiting beliefs were so loud. The biggest one at that time was that I was too old. You know, when I signed up for my first improv class at Second City, I was, I was 30 years old. Um, and I thought I was an ancient fossil. I thought I was too old. I thought I was too late. I thought everyone was going to be make fun of me. And so, so I quit. Those limiting beliefs were so loud that I quit. And the question is, wouldn't it be great if you could stop quitting on yourself? Like if you could stop missing opportunities, if you could stop allowing fear to make your decisions for you. I ended up about two years later, re-signing up for those improv classes at the age of 32. I had done a lot of work on myself and I sort of mustered up my courage to try again. I re-signed up and I paid the fee, the full fee, the non-refundable fee once again. But this time I opened the door to that improv classroom. And what I didn't realize at the time when I opened that door, despite my fear, despite my self-doubt, right, despite my limiting beliefs, is that I was quite literally opening the door to the rest of my life, certainly to life as I now know it. I went on to study improv theater for almost seven years. I got accepted into the conservatory, Second City's professional program. I, I ended up quitting my job and starting a business and writing a book. And now here we are together today on the Yes And podcast and all of that is great. And I'm so proud of it. But that's not even the best part of the story. Remember, sometimes our limiting beliefs get so loud, we can't even see the reality that's in front of us. So remember my big fear, the fear that I was too old at the age of 30. Well, what was so cool about it, and when I tell this story in my keynotes, is that, I, and I put this, this picture up on the screen of my very first improv ensemble. We all took a picture after class and um, at the end of the semester, and it shows Shelly and Frank, and the first person I met when I opened the door to that improv classroom the second time at the age of 32, when I thought I was an ancient fossil, was Shelly who at the time was in her in her 50s, a University of Chicago professor taking improv to think on her feet in the classroom, right? And Frank was a 50-something sales guy taking improv to stay relevant in his organization. Dude, and there I was waiting for like two years, fear, limiting beliefs, self-doubt, stopping me from making a change that ultimately changed the course of my life. So I share that story with you because... It's a great opener to limiting beliefs because just think, I, like I think about it all the time. Like, what if I wouldn't have opened the door to that improv classroom? My God, what would I have missed? What magic would I have missed? What serendipity would have skipped over me had I allowed my limiting beliefs instead of my self-belief to make the decision there that day? And that brave moment, opening the door to that improv classroom, reminds me every day that if you want lasting change, if you want freedom, if you want opportunity, if you want more possibility in your life, if you want more luck, by the way, there's no luck, there's only courage. <laughs> You've gotta get out of your head and into action. You've gotta open new doors despite your doubt. And it's this choice that actually changes everything. And that story right there is actually why. Open the door, is sort of our internal house of and mantra and why open the door is on the back of every single t-shirt and sweatshirt in our merchandise collection because 
it's critical. The problem is we don't open new doors because we're held back by our limiting beliefs. And I want you to get out of this. I want you to stop this self-sabotage. And here's the deal. When you're looking for that answer, you usually focus on fixing what's wrong with you instead of leaning into and remembering what's right. I think we can all agree it's true that we're each born with unique gifts and talents and God-given strengths. And I think that's why we need to make it a foundational priority to use that data to aid us in rewiring the broken records in our brain so we can start spinning a new jam because it's that record that record that actually goes platinum and serves as a rock solid lifeline for you when things get hard and feel out of control and or test your faith. Listen, it's not if life will get hard, it is when. (laughs) So hello, global pandemic, right? So fixing the broken beliefs in your brain is important to handle now so that when push comes to shove, you are ready. And it's this readiness that is an integral part of laying a solid foundation. In the improv theater, we call it being alive on the back line, right? See, in the improv theater, when you're on stage, you're not up there alone because we perform with an ensemble a group of people. And usually when an improv scene is happening, there are two people out front playing the game or in the middle of a scene. And the rest of us are sort of on the back line waiting, ready to jump in at any moment or be tapped into the scene by another player. So we have to be there. We have to be engaged. We have to be awake. We have to be leaning in. We have to be listening. We have to be out of our heads and in the moment. Because if I'm on the back line and I'm in my head and I'm trying to think of something funny to say or worried about what I look like or looking cool or sucking in or all the things or, oh my God, am I going to be funny enough or smart enough? I'm going to get tapped into that game, into that scene, and I'm going to have no idea what the fuck is going on. And that is not going to work out very well. (laughs) But if I can let go, listen, be in the moment, trust, and this is big, trust that what I have is good enough because it's mine. I can't lose. Same at life. Same in life. At any moment, you could be tapped in. So I ask you, are you ready? Fixing the broken wires in your brain is an essential part of getting and staying ready. So I want to tell you a story, an important story that'll make you rethink the way you think about limiting beliefs, which will in turn, because you've heard this story, because you can't unhear it, you will now think differently about your limiting beliefs, which will help you work through them and get rid of them. Okay, speaking of limiting beliefs, a quick pause here to tell you something. For as long as I can remember, I told myself that I just don't have the genetics (laughs) to be strong and to have muscles, right? I thought I could never afford a personal trainer and that if I did get one, it just would not work for me. Uh, Because muscles, you know, they're, they're things other people have. It's for people who only eat grilled chicken and green beans. I could never... I could never have a real life and get strong, right? Well, those limiting beliefs got kicked to the curb as I've shown myself that I don't need to be tied 
to this fence anymore. I can get strong. I am capable of getting strong. I am worthy of getting strong. And at 45 years old, I can change my body, which is equally changing my mind. So I hired a personal trainer back in November and it's rocked my world. It's also changing the way I look at food and how I fuel my body. And I'm learning that carbs, yes, carbs are actually critical because you need them to build muscle and protein is important because after a workout, it's what repairs your muscles. And you also lose a lot of minerals and electrolytes as you sweat and you gotta replace them. Advocare's Rehydrate is what I'm using after every single workout to help me maintain my metabolism, delay the onset of fatigue, cause it's coming, and rehydrate my body by reestablishing electrolyte balance. Plus it just tastes so damn good, so check it out. You may love it as much as I do, especially if you also have a vigorous fitness routine. Link in the show notes to learn more and use YesAnd15, that's YesAnd15, every time you shop to get discounts because you listen to this podcast. Okay, back to the show. So there's this old story about a baby elephant that is tethered to a fence post. And as the baby elephant sort of tugs and pulls, it fails to break the fence or break the rope. Eventually it gives up and it sort of makes peace with its fate. The baby elephant is stuck. It is tethered to this fence, but eventually, little baby elephant grows up and becomes a big adult badass elephant with gargantuan legs and a huge tusk and a swirly trunk. And it could easily untether itself. It could easily walk away from the fence if it wanted to. But believing the fence to be some immovable thing, the adult elephant remains tied to it, falsely believing it can never get away. Like the elephant that remains stuck to the fence post, limiting beliefs do the same thing. And they keep you in place without even realizing it. So I ask you, what fence are you tethered to? Is it the I'm too old fence, the I'm not ready fence, the I'm not smart enough fence, the money is bad fence, the there's not enough fence, the good things don't happen to people like me fence? The, I need everyone to like me fence. All of these are fences you are tied to and they are keeping you stuck in place. Limiting beliefs are false beliefs that prevent you from pursuing your goals and desires. They can keep you from doing really important things like applying for your dream job or finding the relationship you want or leaving the one you don't. And limiting beliefs typically come in three flavors, okay? Limiting beliefs, number one, you have about yourself that make you feel like you can't do something because something is inherently wrong with you. So an example here would be, okay, I have a, I have a bad relationship with my mom, so therefore I could never be a mother myself. I'm not going to have kids, I could never be a mom. That's flavor number one. Flavor number two is a limiting belief about the world that makes you feel like you can't do something because no one will let you. So an example here may be, uh, I could never write a book because I don't have an agent. I mean, no one will even talk to me. I have no followers. I have no, you know, I have no street cred. So I'll never get an agent. Therefore I can't write a book, right? Flavor number three is limiting beliefs about life that make you feel like you can't do something because it's too difficult. So an example here would be, I can't get out of debt because I don't make enough money. So what's your fence? What are you, what are you tethered to? What is too loud 
right now? And what can you do to start remixing that record? There's this great quote by John A. Cuff, and I'll link up to him and his awesome book, Soundtrack, in the show notes where this quote came from. But he says this, he goes, if you can worry, you can wonder. If you can doubt, you can dominate. If you can spin, baby, you can soar. I love that. Listen, your brain is waiting for you every day. It's waiting to be told what to think. It's waiting to see if you really want to build a different life. So the next time you find yourself deep in doubt in waves of worry or in the seas of spinning, I ask you to think about the baby elephant tethered to the fence. And I invite you to remember that you are actually a big, badass elephant with a gargantuan body and a big trunk and beautiful tusks that is fully capable of smashing down any fence you thought you were tethered to, you think you are tethered to, and that you can actually walk away from that fence at any time to a wide open world of what's possible. Your old keys aren't going to open those new doors, but new doors are the key to a better life. It's time to untether yourself. So tell me, what's one limiting belief you have right now that is the loudest for you? I'd, I'd, I'd love to know. Talk to me on Instagram, or you can always send me an email to hello at judyholler.com. I love hearing from you. I love seeing your tags. I love reading your emails. And my God, if you loved this episode, would you hook a girl up and give me a, a review on the iTunes? I am obsessed with your iTunes reviews. They mean the world and they matter so much. And you know what also is the best? When you share this show with people you love, I thank you for that. Uh, truly from the bottom of my heart. And uh, as always, I thank you for listening. I thank you for spending your time here with me. And until we meet again next week, keep kicking open those doors, untether yourself, and I love you. We'll see you next week.